Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 88 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six. And with me today, I have Andy. A.K.A. Two Fat Ladies. 88. Bingo! 88. It's a big old number, isn't it? It's a big old it's number. It's the biggest of the numbers on a digital clock. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Is it? Or 88. Did digital clocks not have nines? Yeah, but it's more lines, isn't it? Oh, it's more lines, I see. Not biggest as in quantity, like, you know, eight. But inside. Numerically. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. Yes, okay. Well, there's a little known fact for the listeners, if ever I heard one. There's an insight. Ho, ho, ho. Mm, happy, it's Happy New Year uh, now. It is, isn't it? Christmas was Well, technically nice. not. Technically not. We're, we're recording it before the new year but when you listen to this it will be happy new year a lot of you began better work yes yeah in fact this will be the very day the day that this goes out yeah. will be that day that day of misery i'll be <laughs> i'll be working away yes i'm starting back on monday the fourth as well boo yeah and that well i'm in for two days then i'm off for the wednesday because the kids are still off so me and the missus about to split the holiday childcare mm. up well, you don't know at the moment, do you? No, well, that's true, actually. I think we're going into back into Tier 4. I think we're going Tier 4. I'm sure I heard something. Oh, yeah, yeah, it changed. As we record this, it all changed earlier today. We're still, well, I'm still sat in Tier 4. Not that you'd know. Uh, and, and I'm on my way to Tier 4. Yes, it will make a, a very little amount of difference. Not, not. I could do with them not closing the schools. To to go into that too much, but I was saying to the wife yesterday, he's like, when they find the vaccine in the movie, that's the end of the movie, you know? We found the vaccine, <laughs> happy days, end of movie, everything's well. Whereas it's like, we found a vaccine, we're all still stuck and stuff <laughs> things are getting we'll worse a call at some point yeah it's like what's happening wait, wait by the phone you've got the flipping cure that's it credits everyone's happy yeah. it's mental uh, yeah no get it totally <laughs> so yeah happy new year everybody happy new wherever year. you may be I hope you had a good one Big year ahead. It is a big year ahead, 2021. Yeah. Uh, many of us have hopes and dreams for 2021, the least of which that we might actually get some of these announced Dice Masters sets <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Fingers still crossed. No, yeah, still no word on Dark Phoenix Saga. I'll be here before we know it. Yeah, it's radio silence. I think that's the thing that's getting to people is that delay or no delay, whatever, that is what it is. It's not like we're not accustomed to it with Dice Masters, nor is it that we can't understand what's going on in the world right now and that it might be having an effect. I think it's the radio silence that that's the gist I'm getting from the Facebook posts and the Discord moans. Meh. I'm a patient man. I've got videos made (laughs) that I want to put out. I can't really put them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my problem. Well, That's my first world problem about it all. Oh, what, a, what a nightmare. You got. I know. You know. I've made videos and I can't put them out. The world falling <laughs> apart before our eyes. Yeah. Countries are burning. <laughs> There's revolutions on the street. We're all dying of a pandemic. But I want to put my YouTube vids out, man. <laughs> Have a word, yeah. mate. Have a word with uh, Lizzie the second. Mm. Yeah, I'll speak to her. I'll speak to her. She's over, she's in Windsor at the minute. Is she? Do you want me to get Cliff to have a word? Yeah, yeah. Speak to Cliff because he might see her before me. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's busy because she normally writes to me at Christmas, but she hasn't done this year. <laughs> she's, she's not, did she? No. Cheeky no. man. I know, she's been busy. <laughs> did you watch the Queen's speech? No, no. I proofread it before she did it. Oh. <laughs> she does it right. Like she sat at a desk, and there's this little picture of Prince Philip, like, and it's a side shot, and he's like, so he's not looking at the camera. It's like a pap shot, and he's in this like scabby anorak. Oh, uh, like I, it, I didn't get it. Like, do you know when you you just fo- like, you not listen to what she's saying? You just focus in on like this massive <laughs> ornate room she's in on this massively ornate desk with this 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 photo 
of of her husband like in some like ratty anorak and it's like that doesn't make any sense that, that rock and roll awesome <laughs> <laughs> might be his might be his you know he's all outward bound and all about taking the dogs out and all that isn't he? Yeah, maybe it's maybe. His... to to explain to our non-uk listeners at three o'clock <laughs> on christmas day we have a, a short little message from the queen she records it uh, it used to be on the radio before tv but now it's on tv uh, and it didn't used to be the queen it used to be you know a dad but that was a very long explanation that we get a little short little clip of a, a speech she writes to us as her uh, underlings every christmas and that was uh, this year uh, i think they probably do televise it in some of the commonwealth countries it's not many left, though, is it? No, not many. Uh, anyway, so we've got that way for, Yeah, so big year, hopes and dreams for 2021, but lots of new sets coming down the, coming down the pipeline. So we'll just see what comes. Have you just knocked your microphone off the stand? Uh, no, I just knocked it as I raised my hand. Apologies for the ping. Uh, so that's all very exciting. We've had a tremendous... I mean, in terms of... Uh, I, put, I did a blog post just before Christmas. In terms of nerd life putting aside everything that's going on in the real world and the life and times uh, brit roller six towers 2020 has been a great year for us <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll agree we've, we've accomplished loads uh, this time last year in fact i think it was this very episode 12 months ago uh, you know at the outset of the year where we said you know we've got some ambitious plans we're going to try and do some more stuff with the youtube channel we're going to try and do some more stuff by expanding into streaming and whatnot we're going to do more with the web page going to do bigger better things with our mod pdms and i think we've managed to do a great deal of that this year really yeah i mean you've gone youtube mental um and there's <laughs> there's a load of videos out there the really good ones that people have been enjoying so i'd like to say a big thank you out there to everyone uh 2020 we managed over ten thousand listens uh on ministry of dice over the course of the year so i'd just like to say thank you very much for everyone who listens keep on listening and you know tell other people about it as well yeah uh, that's really awesome isn't it yeah it's massive awesome to think that we've managed to grow the podcast by a bit over this year like you say youtube's got a lot more going on started doing the mod extra a couple of months back as well so we've had a great 2020 yeah, really in good. terms of nerd life ignoring real life um nerd life has gone really really well i think we've almost streamed a live stream 51 weeks out of the year i, don't, I think there's yeah. only one week we missed which was while one of us was on holiday i think yeah, it's magic what you can do when you don't leave the house <laughs> yes yeah that's it if it does go back to normal next year i wonder if we'll be able to maintain the same level and quality of output oh. time will tell cool well this is getting a little bit rambly isn't it just to explain this is a bit more of a rambly episode because it's in between christmas and new year as we're recording we haven't got any structure as much planned as well we do but not as much as normal no because there ain't been a great deal gone on since we actually sat down and last recorded has there no 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 at all lots of turkey we didn't have turkey, we had lamb. Did you? Yeah. What caused that? I like lamb. <laughs> Fair enough. So you went shopping and your wife said, do you get a good turkey? And you went, yeah, yeah, lamb. No, no, not at all. It was more about, um, like, our view is, it's Christmas dinner, we should get what we like rather than just what tradition Fair enough. makes us think we should get, you know. Leg so or shoulder? Uh, shoulder. Very nice. Yeah, I love a bit of lamb, a bit of mint sauce. Ooh, ugh, mint sauce, dirty. Oh, you're not a fan. It's nah. probably the only. It's probably the only Sunday dinner condiment I do lean into. Nah, nice bit of mustard. Nice nah, bit of English too. mustard. Nah, not. I mean, I have mustard on other things. I'm just not into it with Christmas dinner. You know. Did you get any dice masters related stuff for Christmas? No, I need a new dice tower. Did you get one? But no. <laughs> I bought myself a few things, but they weren't really Dice Masters related. I got some money and I bought I messaged you the other day. Uh Alien what was oh, it? Oh you did, yeah. Uh Legendary Encounters uh Alien. Um, which is hopefully winging its way in the post to me now. It looks really good. I've always wanted legendary, but the Marvel ones are like I don't know what's happened. I saw them before and they were around the 30 quids and I went, I'll pick that up at some point. I'd look now and it's like 80 quid. Really? 
Uh, yeah, I think you can buy it new from some places for around about 50, 60. But then the second-hand ones are like 80. It's like, why are you selling it at second-hand for 80? I think, I think for there's different printings with different and expansions and things going on. I suspect that might be, have something to do with it. Right. So there'll, be an ele- there'll be an element of that version second-hand that's not available in the new reprints or has you know, gone out of circulation. Uh, so that was a little bit too steep. So I went for the Alien one because I'm a big Alien fan. And um, yeah, I'm really keen to have a go and see how it goes one one play or solo play. As we're all about the solo play now. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I picked up a solo play game over Christmas. It's not arrived yet, though. What's it called? It's called, Warp, it's called Warp's Edge. Looks really good. It's, it's a bit Space Invaders. You're a spaceship and you're trying to blow up these alien invader ships. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, we got loads of games over Christmas. Got the new Beasts of Balance. Mentioned this last episode, didn't I? The new Beasts of Balance figures. Nice. That was that was good. We've had a couple of games of that. We got uh, uh, my mate Billy bought us uh, one called uh, Dream Home, which is quite old. I think. I think it's an older game. Everyone has this like like a house template, and you have to. It's it's basically like any other sort of card uh, combo making game, but themed around a house. So. Uh, it's kind of like Fantasy Realms, but based on rooms in a building. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, another engaging IP. Yeah, like if you've got one 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 living room area in your house, you get one point. But if you get two, it it grows to three points. But then if you put a cat house in the corner of your living room, that gives you another two points. You know that kind of thing. I'm sure it's good, but it doesn't sound that great. It, yeah, it's it's. It's all right. It, it, I quite liked it. The the fam like it. Penny and and the hashtag competitive wife were into it, so that was all right. Yeah, there's some of them. Them are they called Euro games? When all you have to do is just like I don't know, like clean a house, build a wall. They they don't do it for me at all. I don't really know much about board games. No, I need to learn. Sure. But there's so many with the sepia boxes, and they just put me off. <laughs> you and your sepia. It's <laughs> like mental. The minute something's sepia, you're like, nope, I'm nope. out. <laughs> hey, come play this game in this sepia box with some people who look like they're from the medieval times on the front. Mm. Wow, that's drawn me in to the other 50 Always. other ones that look exactly the same. Always the sepia with you. <laughs> I, I was going to play some Dice Masters this week, but I got I lost track of what day it was and got all confused. <laughs> Skills. So the the little UK player group that we play with get together on a Tuesday night, and yesterday I don't know why I just woke up thinking it was Monday yesterday. Fair play. Just just completely lost track, and then Joe said to me, "Oh, the Tesco shopping delivery's coming," and I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, "All right." <laughs> you know whereas normally i'd be like oh but i'm supposed to be playing because i thought it was monday so you're lucky i'm here right now to be fair if uh if rob over at breath weapon x hadn't messaged me <laughs> I'd, I'd have thought today was tuesday <laughs> i love it i love when you're on holiday and you you lose the track of the days i can't wait to uh, retire and just be like well is it thursday like, no it's monday so, oh, i don't care i'm old yeah my mum and dad's a bit like that just wipe like, my weekend. ass what's that matter Wipe my ass and get me a ham sandwich. That's the bit you're looking forward to, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Run around. Right. Run around doing everything for everyone else. It's my turn. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, let's we uh, put a stop to this mess and actually get on with some content. <laughs> what have you been up to the last couple of weeks, mate? What have I been up to? Well, it's been Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've played some Smash Up. Smash I've up. played some Fantasy Realms. I've played some Beasts of Balance, which I just said. We played that new game. Well, I feel like I've played something else this last couple of days, but I can't think what. No, not no. coming to me. Cool. No. Must have left an impression, obviously. There we are then. That's good. Should we, should we tell the listeners what's coming up in this episode then? I've got, I got my, my little oh. girl, uh, Pokemon Battle Arena um, oh. for Christmas which is like a starter introduction to the Pokemon card game. We had a game of it just before we recorded. Just didn't like it. 
massive disappointment oh, all around. Oh, I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed smashing her with my... Uh... <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Here we go. We're about to get the reason why she didn't like it. <laughs> Toros or whatever it is. But yeah, no, she, she didn't She didn't, She didn't. didn't like it, which is, a, which is a big disappointment. I'll try the boy on it tomorrow. Did you explain to her that it's character building and will prepare her better for the future, all these uh, defeats at the hands of her father? Over over a Pokemon plate map. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't like this. It's too complicated, like that Dice Masters game. All right, oh, you stick that. Stick the knife in now. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good, is it? Anyway, what's going on this episode? I about to say, now are you ready, or have you got a bit more tangential cul-de-sacs to take us down? Not at the moment. Leave it with me, though. No. Okay, sure. Well, you're all, you'll never let me down. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna jump into a community focus in a minute to talk about an upcoming online event that's in the calendar. Uh, give you a few quick details and point you in the right direction to find out more, and then just have a little bit of a chat about the format that those guys picked and what our thoughts are on that. And then we're gonna move into oh, so if you've listened to the episode that came out uh, sort of on top of Christmas, we. We did a bit of a, a family fortunes quiz that had some categories in it, including uh, naughty and nice. Oh, there is something else for you to uh, had our naughty and nice list in it. We've had a few people get in touch with us with their thoughts on what was discussed off the back of the survey. And then we've also got some thoughts of our own. We didn't get around to talking about our own 2020 naughty and nice naughty and nice lists. Um, so we're going to have a bit of an after about that. And that should take us to the end, I think. Cool. Yeah. So uh, let's jump into a community focus, I suppose. This is London calling. Here is the new. Right. Well, welcome back then, you crazy New Year's cats. And we are in community focus mode right now because there is an event on the calendar coming up that we'd like to take a few minutes to talk about and share with you guys. So our friends, Mr. McCat and Collector Rob, otherwise known as Alex and Rob, are collectively known as Breath Weapon X, who they came and guested on an episode yes. a few months back. Yeah, and we've also been on their YouTube channel. They're holding uh, an event, an online event, called the Breath Weapon X Fest, and we thought we'd take a few minutes to clue you in on that see if anyone out there who isn't aware of it might might be interested in playing uh, and then talk a little bit about their format and what i don't know what we're going to do or what our thoughts are around what we might play or what stands out yeah something like that something like that yes (laughs) we really are quite meandering today aren't we uh, so Breath Weapon X Fest then is taking place on January the 16th. It's starting at 6 in the afternoon British time, Greenwich Mean Time. So get your world clocks out and figure that out accordingly. It's going to be run in the usual kind of online format type of way. So you'll need to be on the Dice Masters Online Discord and also use the Challenge Swiss management system to register and sign up. The format for the event is quite interesting. They are using, it's a single affiliation format, but it's limited to only affiliations that have eight or less characters on their list. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, kind of a bit different. Uh, with no basic action restrictions uh, on that, you can mix and match those as you see fit. Uh, and then all the usual kind of bump. They are charging for entry. It's uh, seven bucks, about five quid. UK, um, that's just to help them out cover the costs of postage and packaging because they've got some prizes available too, uh, which we, we haven't seen many of yet. I think they've just given us a peek at one of the Stuart cards that they've got in the in the prize collection there. Um, so and you, you sign up and, and make payment at the point of registering on Challenge. Yeah, uh, the prizing they're doing a little bit differently as well. They're uh, focusing on losses rather than wins. <laughs> Yeah, what? so you'll get you'll get more you'll get more uh, prize entries for losing games than you will for winning games. You get one for a win and two for a loss. <laughs> Is that going to mean everyone's just going to not want to win? Well, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's perfect, really, for Alex. It's it's a backward format. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like him. It's got Dickerson, Nate. I'm just written all over it, that. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to get himself more prizes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how that's working, which I think is curious. Uh, I think it's more about uh, encouraging uh, because what play people will do, I imagine, is they'll look at that short list and say, right, what's got eight or less characters? And there'll be an immediate rush on to get the one that's got the the full card pool of eight with the more powerful cards in it. And so we'll ju- it'll just be a tournament full of, I don't know, Space Marines or whatever. So by doing that, by giving a greater <laughs> prize-win ratio for the losing players, it'll encourage people to have a go with, I don't know, a Phoenix Force team or a star sapphire team or you know black lantern list or whatever which is all a bit kind of wacky and crazy so that, that's the event put it in your diaries 16th of january played online uh, you'll find details over on the breath weapon x web page which i'll put a link to in the show notes below uh, but we were having a little peek at that short list of of affiliations and we thought they were that was quite an interesting gathering of of dice masters it's bad. <laughs> cards it's uh it's mental it's mental yeah. uh, what's what's mental about it andrew that's just having a flick through the list now i mean there's quite a few affiliations which really need fleshing out and have just like just no logical reason for existing <laughs> like what it's <laughs> like most of the list i mean there's some there you can see that like they could work on it and build more into it. Things like Suicide Squad. Um, although, you know, the the boat's been missed. The movie was about four years ago. Like, <laughs> <True. laughs> you know, we're going to make much out of that now unless they redo it. Are they going to redo it? I think they are redoing it, aren't they? Just with like Yeah, different- there's a two. There's a second one coming out. But aren't they just replacing all the actors? Well, kind of, yeah, but kind of, no. The whole thing with the Suicide Squad in the comics was that the 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 roster would change depending on you know Amanda Waller would just take whichever prisoner out of prison to use that would be most suitable for whatever the mission was right you know? because by completing the missions they got time off their sentences so the Suicide Squad lineup even though there's sort of like a core set of characters who were the kind of the regulars, if you like. Thematically, the whole it, the central driving force is Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg going, right, what what kind of off-the-books Black Ops operation are we going to do this week? Right, well, you know. Who do we need Captain, to do that? Captain Boomerang and King Shark would be best for this one this week, <laughs> kind of thing. But the following week, they might be like, now we need a guy who explodes or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't imagine Captain Boomerang being much good at most things, but... Uh, I don't know. He's pretty, pretty talented with those boomerangs, man. Yeah, fair enough. But you know, three cards for that. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no point. Similar with like some of the lanterns. So there's not eight cards. That seems like a waste. Turtles, I like. They're good. They've only got five, which seems weird. Like, at least when you like, I'd have thought when you thought, right, let's make another affiliation for our game. You might think let's put together at least enough to make a team out of. But who knows? Uh, and then there's just random ones like WWE The Shield and WWE New Bay. Now, I don't, I'm not going to admit to knowing much about it, but what's that? Two with The Shield and three with New Bay? Yeah. I don't even know what it is to comment much further on that. So, yeah. And then at least like with things like Ultramarines, Orcs, Space Wolves, at least there is eight. That's a bit more forward thinking. You can build a team out of them. You haven't got a lot of choices of chopping and changing, but at least you can actually build a team of eight of the same kind of thing. Yeah, well, when we were talking about it over the message earlier, I said to you that I thought the Warhammer 40k stuff has a good chance of doing well in the event. Yeah. Um, because not only is it eight characters, so you've got a, you know, a full complement for your team, as it were, but the way that they uh, interact and the, the little combos with it, like the orcs are very tribal, aren't they? And they've got lots of tribal synergies and the space yeah. marines have got lots of little tribal synergies. So that they're strong from, from that perspective. Not only do they work together synergistically nice, uh, nice, but also you have a, you know, a two cost, a three cost, a four cost. And then, you know, you've got a team that you can actually use. You ain't got like four, eight cost cards or something stupid. 
to actually work. Yeah. So, you know, even if they're all vanilla, you buy your two cost, then you can, you know, get it through by a five cost, all that kind of malarkey. Yeah. Roll it for energy and all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but but going back to what you were saying, yeah, seeing the list like that in the in the cold light of day, it you're right. It does sort of highlight where you're like, wow, there's actually a lot of wasted potential, a lot of opportunities that are quite quite sad when you think about it particularly for comic book fans you know for a guy like me i mean i mean uh, like yourself i can't really speak to the wwe or the egyptian gods in Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever but like green lanterns is and i know i've i've said this to you before and i'm pretty sure i've said it on record on the podcast that we've not even actually got an actual green lantern guy gardner or a green lantern carl rayner because we've just got the red lantern and the blue lantern war light versions you know what i mean it's like yeah. they're, they're actually really major popular characters in the dcu but they don't have actual affiliated cards of their own you know uh, so when you do yeah you're right when you see it in the cold light of day or like turtles just having five so, but it's across two campaign boxes yeah the inhumans massive huge part of the marvel universe definitely enough characters in their ranks to make a nice full affiliation in the game of dice masters even if it's just a team of eight, I mean, I was, however, what I th- however, I think what I think is going to be popular. What, um, what do you think? I think so. I've I've already mentioned. I think the Warhammer Forty K stuff will be popular because people, I think, will just immediately look at the top end of the list and go, right, what are their eight available characters to use? Equally, off the back of that, I think, sort of looking slightly down in the sevens, the Black Order. I think may be popular and may do well. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. Some good cards as well within that. Yes, yeah. And then uh, just to put uh, kind of number three on the list, uh, again, I messaged this to you earlier on. The Infinity Watch, is there's it's only a six-card pool, but there's some really nasty top-tier stuff in their ranks right now. You've got Drax's Infinity Watch, the rare Drax. That there's a Black Widow is, isn't it? Yeah, the Black Widow, rare Black Widow. You've got um, the Doctor Strange that's that's like the double Black Widow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Pip the Troll, which you've got great control with the global effect, but then there's also that Pip the Troll you were using the other week. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, spin down spin too. Down shenanigans. Yeah, you've got the Turk Barrett that can throw damage across the field when Energize goes off. You've got Adam Warlock that does stuff when Energize goes off. So, And because it's a... A six-card team, you've got loads of dice count to load them all up with four dice, you know? So pop a Black Widow in the field and then use the other three for their Energize or pop a Turk Barrett in the field and use the other three for Energize. So I actually think Infinity Watch might be really annoying. Oh, interesting. Mm. That's cool. What about yourself? What's your your prediction or your top pick? Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of um, the the Games Workshop stuff because, as we said, it all works well together. I'll be interested to see if anyone else takes on the hand team that Rob <laughs> did really, really well at uh, when we last played at uh, the Dice Masters versus Cancer event with just the one card. Uh, he'll be able to... I reckon he'll take that because I reckon that he'll be thinking of other basic actions where it's not restricted, how he can um, really take advantage of that. So that would be interesting. Uh, some of these smaller lanterns, you've got blue lanterns four, indigo lanterns four, red lanterns six, seven, seven. Seven, yeah, on the yeah. lanterns. I can imagine that they're popular, although not a massive fan of the Warlight set. No, you've, you've mentioned before, yeah. I, I think the thing, like, it's an interesting team building challenge because a lot of these have got good cards but they don't have the support around them. So like a good bit of ramp to help you get, because some of these affiliations have got really expensive characters in them, mm. like the Defenders, for example. Like everything's five plus, I think, off the top of my head. Oh, uh, no, Hellcat, I think, is, isn't she three? Three, but I think she might yeah. be the only one. So or if anyone wants to play Black Lanterns, they're all seven, aren't they? Oh, I'm not sure. Is there not a cheapy um, one? Oh, they might. Uh, what's the green arrow? The one that does the ping damage? Is he four or five? Um, I'm sure there is a, a cheapy one. Well, not massively cheap, but you know. Let's have a look. DC Comics Black Lantern Search. 
There we go. What have we got? So we've got a six cost, a seven cost, a seven cost, a five cost, a four is the green arrow. Uh, Martian Manhunters, Manhunter, Manhunters four as well. Superman seven, Wonder Woman seven. So you can buy a couple of them before you're going to have to start looking at either your basic actions or rolling them as energy. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, okay. not They're all maxed out one as well, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So you won't be getting so, any swarmy kind of things going off. No. The basic actions aren't restricted, though, which means that you can look at your basic actions broadly for ramp or ramp globals, that type of thing. So. Superhero reg. Yeah, that's it. Superhero. We'll see investigations and throwing bricks and superhero registrations. All over the place, definitely. One. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an interesting team-building challenge. It's going to be a curious, yeah. curious event. I'd like to see how many people just kind of do turn up with Defenders teams for the memes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Defenders. The yeah, I mean, there's some good cards in the Defenders affiliation. You, there's a Luke Cage in there that makes them cheaper and does a bit of ramp for you, and there's a cool Iron Fist that kills sidekicks and stuff. Yeah, there's a really good it. one, I think, in there, actually, the Iron Fist. Yeah, so that's... That could be a thing. That could be a thing. But yeah, I'm 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 quite convinced we'll see a lot of forty K, a lot of black order, you know. Well, the only way to find out is to turn up and that is January the sixteenth. That's right. Saturday, January the sixteenth, starting at six PM Greenwich meantime. So head head down to the link in the show notes, go and check it out, get yourselves registered on challenge for you know for the seven bucks or whatever it is, and come join us. I think we're at nine registered players right now. Oh, cool. And and whilst you're, you're doing that, go onto their YouTube channel and give it a little subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. They they need to be able to call themselves youtube.com forward slash breathweaponx. They need the URL. Yeah, you're not help a proper them, out. content creator until you get one of those URLs. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's just easier, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much easier. So, yeah, give them a little sub, yeah. Uh, so there we are then breath weapon x fest um, that, there's the community focus plus a little bit of extra commentary and we'll now move on to talk naughty and nice lists Ooh. yes okay well welcome back then folks and for this segment now we're going to do somewhat of a continuation of the family fortunes quiz that we did in the christmas special two weeks ago so during the christmas special we did Uh, We surveyed some uh, fans of the podcast and asked them some questions around 2020 releases, uh, talking specifically about the Trouble in Waterdeep, the WWE and the Infinity Gauntlet stuff and did the whole kind of, can you guess the top five kind of things. And we've had a few people write into us who had some thoughts on what we talked about during that episode. And then we've also got our own responses to a couple of those questions too. So I think that made sense about what we're doing. It did indeed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So let's do, should we do the correspondence first? Yes. Let's hear what yeah. our lovely listeners had to say. Excellent. Okay. Well, one of the things we talked about in the episode was we uh, were kind of predicting or trying to make a guess around what the rando IP release is going to be in 2021. We were looking back over the list of releases over the years and noticed that Dice Masters has a habit every year of throwing a bit of a, a randomer in. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Yu-Gi-Oh, WWE, Warhammer 40k, you know, kind of coming out the left field each year. Uh, my guess was uh, Lord of the Rings, and Andy's guess was, what was your guess? Nintendo stuff, like Mario. Nintendo stuff, yeah. Um, was it? I thought that was your kind of reserve guess. Oh, I can't remember now. I thought that was it. I think we sort of threw a lot of, we threw a lot of random yeah. stuff out there, didn't we? A w- so, second WWE, I think, is what I think it will be. But um, sure. A, sure. the kind of Mario RP, IP would be uh, suited, I think, to the within the others that we've had. Sure, absolutely. Well, one of the things that I mentioned during uh, that episode while we were talking about this bit was I said I looked at Hero Clicks and used that as inspiration. The reason Lord of the Rings was my choice was that it had been a Hero Clicks set in the past. Our friend TJ, who listeners will know from the Friday Night Clicks Twitch channel that often does live Dice Masters gameplay streams, uh, wrote to us and said, I think a Star Trek set is more likely than a Lord of the Rings set, as that was years and years ago before I started playing Clicks. I'm assuming TJ has been playing Clicks for a long time as it is, so 
years and years ago from that perspective must be years and years ago um so yeah he's basically poo-pooing my guess <laughs> <laughs> he also said i would not be surprised by a pathfinder set too as whiz kids do their minis um so just a quick very brief response from our friend tj there using his clicks knowledge as an actual player of clicks unlike me who was just scooting through random promo material for ideas and said that Star Trek or Pathfinder would be the more likely set than Lord of the Rings. I'd like a Star Trek set. That'd be quite cool. I think that'd be popular, definitely, yeah. Uh, so that, that was what TJ wrote into us. Then Matt, Matt D wrote to us. Um, uh, leave his surname off. That's probably the proper thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of the Family Fortunes questions was about which set in 2021 were the survey respondents most excited about. Uh, we had on the list five there, Dark Phoenix Saga, Fantastic Four versus Galactus, House of X, Secret Wars, and DC Superman Kryptonite Crisis. Matt must have pricked his ears up at that point because he got in touch and said, Kryptonite Crisis is the set I'm most excited about. Never enough DC and Dice Masters. Uh, and then he goes on to say that he's just been reading the Emperor Joker collection and he'd love to see the Joker used as the Emperor Joker um, off the back of that. And there is a Joker on the side of the box, on the side of the Kryptonite Crisis Ooh. box. So. So come true. Uh, but he uh, was reinforcing, I suppose, because you were a little surprised that DC Kryptonite Crisis was the one that got the most votes. Yeah. However, off the back of that, we also had Steve S, who, hello there, Steve. Steve messages us quite often, and he was talking about the Fantastic Four a little bit. In addition to the old Merry Christmas, he wished that our red, white, and green dice roll well during the holidays. But, ho, ho, ho. Um, he had some comments. He's excited about the Fantastic Four set, and he said that the description of the solo set seems similar to old starter sets without the larger additional feed boxes where you can add more cards in. And he likened it. He said it sounds like the Wonder Woman Superman starter, which he thought was a very good set. And so he'd be pleased and excited to see the Fantastic Four be like that, which may well be true, although the recommended retail price on the Fantastic Four pack is twenty nine ninety nine. Ooh. And the starter set was like fifteen, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think it might have been twenty, but then it was always discounted to fifteen. Oh yeah, that may be the case. Yeah, uh, but that would put it more in the kind of campaign box mm. territory, wouldn't it? So whether that means there's more cards and dice, or other things, dials yes. and tokens. Mm, is yet to be seen, but uh, still, uh, yeah. Steve was excited about the Fantastic Four, but he's also excited about the Kryptonite Crisis. Um, but he went on to say that the description of the Kryptonite Crisis set is vague, and he tends to think that the Dice Masters team at WizKids is not that knowledgeable about DC Comics, and Marvel seems to be their strength. Well, it's, it's certainly the what we've got the most of. Yes, absolutely, yeah. So there's a little bit more correspondence. Then uh, my friend Sam, who I think is a young lad playing out in North America somewhere, he messages me quite often, uh, and he was quite surprised that the Rare Black Widow didn't make the naughty list. The spinny down one. Yes, yeah. Um, but we'll talk about no. that a little bit more in a second. That's a nice uh, And then uh, <laughs> that's a nice one, he says. Uh, and then some anonymous comedian using the most random email address in the world, which is like a big old list of numbers, just wrote a, a single line email to me directly saying, shouldn't the beholder be on the naughty list? <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly someone who knows my history with the game there. I think it would have been on the naughty list of 2015. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll look it over in DM North's direction on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're always a little bit behind. Uh, no, because DM North often remind me of my beholder hatred. Ah! I, I was about to put that in. I'll edit that bit in. <laughs> <laughs> you can soundbite me doing it. Uh, all right. I'll leave. I'll leave you in then. Yours was clearly better anyway than the original Wilhelm scream Obst. by a country mal. Yeah, Hobbs. Uh, so there we go. That's uh, what the a few listeners wrote in. Well, we've had a few more people get in touch, but there were just some of the highlights there. Uh, so I think the the kind of family fortunes discussion around new sets. A look back at 2020 and then a look forward into 2021 definitely switched a few people on. But the one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about was our own naughty and nice lists. Ooh, what do you want to do first then, naughty or nice? Um, uh, I'm easy, either way. Let me ask you, actually, just before we move into it, how did you interpret naughty and nice? 
I'm guessing naughty is the one that people don't like and nice is the cards that people do like. Well, I, I didn't qualify it in the survey, nor did I nor did I clarify no. it with you. I was just curious to know what your parameters were. I think people picked up on naughty being like OP powerhouse cards uh, and nice ones were more kind of rampy journey type stuff. But obviously, yes. you know, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. No, that's why I was asking because I just wondered if you'd judged it in a, in a different way. Uh, should we do the nice first? Yeah, let's do the nice. And then do the naughty, because the naughty's probably more ranty. Uh, go on then, after you, sir. What's your what's your naughty list entrant? Nice. Uh, nice list, sorry, yeah. Okay. Uh, what the, I'll tell you, that out of, we did get, we got, because I checked with you earlier, we got Tomb of Annihilation and its associated team packs. We got WWE and its associated team packs. And we got Infinity Gauntlet. I have to admit that there's nothing in there that's particularly kind of blown my skirt up. There's nothing... I've kind of veered directly towards it and gone, oh, wow, this is amazing. I must put it on every team. There are some, like, I think I veered towards towards to the Trouble in Waterdeep. I think that's where kind of I see a lot of the ones that I like. Um, I've not really used it much, but that Drown Mercenary is good. I think it's quite good and balanced with its abilities and, you know, it's got some better stats and you can make it unblockable. Uh, the obscure one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like yep. that. The growls, all three of the growls, I really like. The deadly one in particular. Uh, they're all two costs. They've the stats are a bit meh, but you've got the de- the deadly one in particular is good because you can get it cheap and out there. And if someone's trying to attack you with load, you know, a, a big beat stick, you can plonk it in the way and it's going to get knocked out. So at least they have to try and roll it back in again. The infiltrate one is quite cool as part of an infiltrate team, and then the preppy one as well. You've used that a few times against me, and that's yes, not yeah, like particularly you know easy to. Well, it's annoying as <laughs> you get over it, and then you get <laughs> uh, it's good to get the energy. Oh, my brain stopped working today. Your energy fixer, your intellect devourer. It's nice to have that back in, and it's just the one card, so you can't. I suppose I don't know. I've never seen anyone do have more than one energy fixer, but. I suppose you could, and then have any energy you want. So just having the one, or you can choose whatever you want. I think it makes sense. It's one slot in your team. You can kind of move whichever way you want. Um, globals are very good as well in the tomb, not tomb of annihilation. Trouble in water deep. I think I said tomb of annihilation a couple of times. You may well have I done. I don't, trouble in water deep is what I meant. Uh, Nile or global as well, which is good just for KO and stuff. And getting, you know, getting either when fielded churned around and all that, or, you know, a KO effect, or there's not that many around. Xanathar Global is good there as well. So some nice globals. So it adds a little bit into it. I'm not a really big fan of Yawning Portal, but a lot of people are. Uh, and the Godcatcher definitely isn't on my nice list. <laughs> definitely isn't on your nice no. list. Um, no. You've changed. You've changed. I have changed. I? <laughs> um, WWE, again, nothing ma- massively sticks out. I like uh, like that Eddie Guerrero is quite quite nice and a good way of getting around Distraction Global. Uh, and it means you have to work for it a little bit more. There's a lot of nasty stuff in there. There's a lot of just kind of meh stuff in there as well. On the, on the survey... I had the respondents just kind of, I think I gave them five slots. Yeah. And I think you gave me about eight there. Oh, sorry, mate. You've not even started on Infinity Gauntlet yet. Is there some Infinity Gauntlet n- nice cards as well? Nah. <laughs> no, really? You don't? <laughs> nothing Nothing from the Infinity Gauntlet? Again, there's nothing that's that's very excited, exciting that I've, I've particularly aimed for and looked at the spider-man i do like although i think it can be overpowered if unless it's if unless it's thought about quite a lot um gross. yeah i don't think it's as super powerful as some of that we're going to mention in the naughty list so i, th- I like that mm-hmm. it's a bit more balanced but you need to think about it and work out what the hell are you going to do because else you just if you've got a three or four kind of character combo you're never going to pull it off because Spider-Man's just going to take one of them away every single time, Yeah, which isn't great. And then if you just add distraction, then you just bring it back and do it every turn. So that doesn't make my nice list. Uh, there's a few nice things, but again, there's, there's nothing that's really got me overexcited. I thought Pip the Troll was going to be cool because it was like Oracle, but then we've moved mm. away a lot from uh, uh, the importance of globals. So it's, it's less of a, a mainstay. Yeah. 
I'll stop yeah. waffling. There's my nice thoughts anyway. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, my shortlist is, so Sasha Banks, the one that reduces fielding costs. Uh, no, not reduces fielding costs, purchase costs, purchase sorry. Costs. Yeah, that's cool. You filled it. Yeah, I found myself. So what I did with the nice list is I just thought about what cards have I found myself using on different teams several times through the year. Right. That's kind of how I... That's sort of how I judged it, um, and that's that was my sort of you know way of categorising nice. So I put the Sasha Banks on there because I've used her in several teams as a nice bit of uh, early doors ramp. She's a two cost dice, buy her, get her fielded early doors, and she'll help you kind of ramp up into buying more higher cost dice in sort of turn three. Uh, so I put Sasha Banks on there. Uh, I've got Gazer on on my nice list, the Intimidate one specifically. The lesser familiar, mostly because I think at, at this moment in time, with the way the meta looks and feels right now, I think we just we just need a really cheap, easy bit of removal that I could use on my turn just to get rid of something for a second. Do you know what I mean? So that was my number two. I put the Nihilor, either of the ones with the global on it, the KO global, self-KOing is a thing. I think Nylor will drop off the list when the Dark Phoenix cards from Dark Phoenix Saga come down the pipeline because they've got the reprint of the Blue Eyes White Dragon Global on them. Uh, but for now, uh, I used him in several different teams to KO my own stuff that I wanted to refield and such like. Um, so that's him there. If you've not seen that Dark Phoenix card, by the way, folks, then head on over to bitroller6.com, head to the Dice Masters Unreleased Set Spoilers tab at the top of the page and you'll find them in there to take a look at uh, and then put sage on the list i know you love it when i play this one remind me i know it's- uh, she, actually she's not a release this year she shouldn't be on the list at all I just uh, well if we're going back further then let me cross that out ultraman yeah. was a thing i obviously just <laughs> ultraman was a thing for a little while you're right <laughs> i think didn't someone win a tournament or something with ultraman once and they're a team that did quite well I think there was. I can't remember, though. You'll have to let us know. If uh, anyone knows, listeners, then I know. send us a team builder link or something to that tournament winning team. Yeah, I'd love to know more about that. <laughs> uh, and then the last one on my list that should belong on the list is Manchun, Clone Wizard. Oh, yeah, I like that. That was a cool one. That Yeah, really cool. Uh, again, I don't know if it, it, it never quite... The teams, or the, I suppose it was the same team, but I just changed it a lot over a period of a couple of months, didn't I? Uh, and used sort of different iterations of it. I don't think it ever reached the point of being competitive, but I just had super fun using it. You know, the team building, messing around and tinkering with it, and trying to make it more optimal and a better quality team. Uh, and then the games were, were fun, you know, the, using the combos that he um, introduced. So that, that Manchun, folks... If you're not familiar, he's kind of become a bit forgotten about. I don't know that people are talking about it much anymore. But... No, it's the. Do you want me to read it out? Uh, yeah, you can do if you've got it there. Cool. It's it's the one that does damage to everything, isn't it? So that's right. Yeah. Uh, it is Manshoon four cost bolt. While Manshoon is active, when you use a basic action die, deal one damage to all opposing character dice. Manshoon doesn't count as an adventurer. This effect can't be ignored or swapped. So yeah, you but use a basic action and you're doing one damage to everything across the board and you can couple that up with some horrible things. Yeah, absolutely. I've I tried it out with Seething Corruption was one of the ones I tried a few different sort of versions of and then put him in with some uh, the orc knobs that get bigger when things get KO'd, for example. Yeah. It was one thing I played around with at one point uh, and then I did some stuff with uh, field, getting these field sidekicks with Orbital, uh, not Orbital Strike, what's it called? Instant War. Yeah, and then killing killing all of them and stuff like that. So, is it competitive? No, probably not. But I've put it on my nice list because it was just a card I really played around with a lot for a, in the middle of the year. Tried different sort of variations of a team with, and it was lots of fun for me. Yeah, it's decent board clear. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just think seething corruption's a bit steep at four. I think to to annihilate annihilate the whole board, you need the seething corruption. Uh, the one damage across the board only really goes off if you've loaded up with tons of basic actions yeah. it's not out of the realms of possibilities as you know i managed to do it with sort of three thrown bricks in a turn kind of thing mm, nasty um yeah but that's rarer and harder to do you know but fun it was fun that's the you know 
I, I enjoyed messing around with that card and seeing what I could do with it. Cool beans. Right, let's rock straight into your na- nasty list or naughty list would be more. The naughty list, yeah. The uh, cards I think should have had a lump of coal this Christmas, definitely. So I think my list is probably pretty predictable. Most of the cards that I wrote down on here I've commented on. Uh, I'm not going to labour the point. Becky Lynch made an island is on the list. I think it's yeah. Well, I just think it's really gross to make a a cheap, massive statted overcrusher with <laughs> with a chalkboard global, and then give it removal. Just nah, that's that's a bridge too far for me. Because the counter strategies, I don't think anyone's really kind of pinned down a decent counter strategy for her at the minute, other than take the damage and send it to used. Yeah. You know, so, but I'm not going to labor the point. We've talked about why that is a ridiculously overpowered card many times before. Uh, but bouncing off the back of her, I've put the Booker T Global, the Force Block Global on as well. I know I know, many would probably lean more towards um, Jerry Lawler, the double blocked damage global. But I've put the Booker T Global on my list, the Force Block, because I think it's more versatile and could be used by many more different teams for different reasons in different ways. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and I think, and I think that's a bit naughty. <laughs> I think that's a bit naughty. So it's one of the grand Ministry of Dice ironies, of course, because I'm I'm a huge control player, but force blocking has always frustrated me because it's a piece of control that gets rid of your control. It stops me from, you know, controlling controller. Yeah, uh, I've never been a fan of that, and I think being told what to block when. Ugh. And I've had people buy the dice, the Booker T dice on me before now and do shenanigans with that. And I've been like, oh, you're joking, aren't you? Jesus. <laughs> and it's uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's very disheartening when you're on the receiving end of it. But um, not just because of the way he combos up with Becky Lynch, but because he's been comboed up and can be comboed up with loads of different things. Then Typhoid Mary, same reasons as Shriek. I, I really, really still to this day don't think we should have a card that blanks a card outright. Blank a dice, sure. You know, if it's out in the field, then it's fair game. It's the, it's in the fight, <laughs> you know? But I really, really don't think we should be having cards, especially not one now that's got like a five arse on it, you know? Yeah, I they're like just, that card. Just... <laughs> okay. I just don't think you should be able to blank cards. I just don't think it's right. It's just a single card, lazy solution that can go on any team that takes something out of the picture before it's even in the mix. That just doesn't, no. It's like she's gone around their house before the fight begun, kidnapped their family, and just taken them out of the game. Well, yeah, I mean, thematically that kind of works, actually. No, I still <laughs> still don't like it. <laughs> so that Typhoid Mary, I dropped her on there. That's just, again, as a control player, I'm like, that is, even I'm saying it's a bridge too far. That should really appeal to me, and it doesn't. Um, and then I put the Rare Black Widow on from uh, Widow's Bite from, is it Widow's Bite? I don't know. I've just, I've just had a, what's the name of that Rare Black Widow? Rare, <laughs> rare one. Yeah, I mean, everyone says Rare Black Widow, don't they? I've just had a total moment over the uh, subtitle. Let me just uh, confirm that one. Often have a moment over Black Widow. Oh, dude. Come on. (laughs) Widow's Hunt. Widow's Hunt. Oh, hello. Be careful how you say that. (laughs) No, you should be careful, Mockney boy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what you mean. Widow's Hunt. Mm. But I've I've put her on the list because I, I I actually don't think she's that bad overall. You've got a roller on double energy in the first instance, which is a two out of six shot. And then she spins down by one level. So yeah, there's, you know, we've had games before where you've been like, what levels your stuff on? I'm like, it's all on level three. You're like, oh, balls. You know, so I actually don't think she's that bad. It's interesting and it's curious and it takes us back to the kind of the days of re-rolling dice and 50-50 shot type of removal. I've just put it on the list because my dice, my Black Widow dice only ever roll single energy (laughs) (laughs) so she's on the naughty list because i've got very naughty black widow dice (laughs) yeah and that's the reason for that you need to burn them yeah i've got eight of them i've got eight of them i've tried all eight they all let me down well so you've rolled all eight and they all come up single energy yeah absolutely wow i get your money various games with you and with others i've used 
all sorts of combinations of those eight dice, and they're all crap. So that that one has got on the naughty list for me, not because of the text of the card necessarily, although I think it is strong or can be strong. It's it's because it never works for me. Energizes bobbins. It's rubbish. Uh, <laughs> and that's my list. I got to four. I didn't. I couldn't think of a fifth one. Cool. Well, mine is similar in many ways. Becky Lynch is definitely on there. All three versions of her. Yeah, it's just massively overpowered, like you said. And do you know what? If you're going to make a massively overpowered card, why have you put it on a gingerbread? Like, if it was like a Galactus card, I'd be more forgiving. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Other than the damaging stereotype of ginger people. Um, <laughs> what have you got against gingers? <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> I just, you know, it, it just seems weird that, like, to have a card with such powerful abilities, you wouldn't use it on, like, you know, Galactus or Ultron or Thanos or, you know, something big and nasty or like Thor. Thor's pretty flipping hard. Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, our man Mark. He comments all the time on our on, on the YouTube videos and says just these little lines about mm, Becky Lynch could beat that. <laughs> and you're absolutely right, yeah. So even though it's completely overpowered and doesn't balance with anything else in the game, I don't think it thematically works very well in comparison to the other IPs available. Is that a nice way of saying it? That that Yeah, that was better. That cool. sound, sounded less derogatory towards ginger people. Uh, so, there, the, I mean, the... the Maiden Island is the worst, but the other two are pretty horrible as well. The four cost overcrusher. I mean, the four cost eight attack top end overcrusher. Yeah. That's mental. And then the other, yeah. was it five cost where you can use a basically roll a basic action? You can use that effect with all with the global as well. Crazy. So that's that. Godcatcher is, in my opinion, worse. It's filth. It, it is filthy. I actually don't mind the Godcatcher so much. You know, it's like respawning 10, 10 characters. I've played, I think it was Nick Wally that I played, and he ended up with uh, like eight or nine Godcatcher tokens. It's like, I'm going to do 90 damage to you. It's like, Christ, you only need 20. Um, mm. It's mental because they're tokens, because you can't spin them down. So a lot of the new removal that's coming in does diddly squat about it. Um, mm, true. I'm not yes, I'm not a massive fan. I've only got two dice for it as well, so I can't do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I do think is you know it's a huge, huge card. But you know, I've beaten Godcatcher teams before now, so there's ways in it. Uh, don't get me. It was it wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't think for a minute I'm sitting there going, yeah, whatever, Godcatcher teams. But I don't know. I find that less bothersome. But you know, this is your naughty list. You're entitled to Gazer. You put it on the nice list. I was very excited for a two cost Intimidator. It just doesn't seem to have lived up to its, for me anyway, it's always been a bit disappointing. I thought it was a very exciting prospect, but it's not really delivered when I've played with it or when I've seen it being played. Interesting. So I've, I've slated one for being too overpowered. I'm slating the next one for not being as overpowered as I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think most, I mean, and the other, the flip side of it, it's the stuff that's proper, proper crap, like the Brett the Hitman heart, uh, <laughs> which just has no worth. It like there's, there's no point in it even being in the, like, it's not in a draft pack, so it's not like even you've got that thing, oh, I'm stuck with this card or anything like that, which you wouldn't be anyway. But um, it's just useless. It's just a space in a team pack that, you know, might as well just be a blank card nothing on it because no one's ever going to use it. It's got no playability, so why not just, you know, I don't know, put a space for it, a bit of cardboard, an advert for WizKids instead. Um, <laughs> that would make more sense. Uh, you know, what's the point? Just make it uh, like an unusable piece to your game. It's like having like a meeple with no legs that just always falls over. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. Stupid. Uh, so that that annoys me as well. Also, a lot of the beige ones annoy me, but that's going on to a different tangent. Just the stuff that's beige, the stuff that you go, mm, okay, <laughs> put it in a folder, never use it again. <laughs> well, one day, though, I think there's definitely stuff like that where one day another card comes along and you go, oh, you know, kind of thing. Uh, well, oh, my whatever it that 
KO as a sidekick when I filled it, that suddenly becomes really good. Like how many times uh, have you filled a character KO a sidekick, and it's like a four cost, and you're like, brilliant. I'll, yeah, and then um, yeah, and then what's the name came out? Oh. Charlotte Flair came out, and you do a point of damage for every sidekick that gets KO'd or Poison Ivy. Yeah, but then why do that when you've got Manchun that's going to do them all for a basic action? You might not own the D and D box set. Then you buy it. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're unemployed. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> maybe you're unemployed now for finance. That, that but you know, it's it's. I, I don't know. I think the the thinking behind it needs to be a little bit different when it's in a when you you're not, yeah. not going to draft it because you've got it. So it's not even a case of well, I can go to an event and people might not have these cards because they're all random, which is stupid anyway. So it just it, I don't know. I think the thinking's thinking one way when it's been given out another. I don't know. I'm just moaning now. <laughs> you're doing it so well. You're doing uh, it so well. Uh, but yeah, the base <laughs> stuff. Get rid of the base stuff. Just make everything a four cost overcrusher, and then just watch the hell break loose. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I agree with that, but okay. Here's <laughs> my four cost eight eight overcrushing pepper pots. Oh well, that's great. <laughs> my, my Mary Jane Blanks there. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, that was enlightening. Bit of a role reversal as well. It's normally me who has the good old moans. Isn't it? It's Christmas. Yeah. It is Christmas, yeah. You've been playing control teams on the stream lately as well. What's going on? And I've been trying to kill you with combat damage. There's something unusual happening, folks. Uh-oh. Andy's moaning on the podcast and playing control teams, and I'm being all nice and positive. I'm playing combat teams. Something not right. Maybe the world's turning backwards. Is Superman flying in the right direction? Is it like the film Vice Versa? It's Face Off. It's Face Off. That's what it is. I prefer Vice Versa. With Jamie I don't think I've seen that. Jamie Lee Curtis. I think I've seen that one. <laughs> oh, the Doris. That was, uh, Herbie fully loaded. Mean Girls. What? The, the act. Um, oh, Lindsay, um, Lohan. Lindsay, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Lindsay Lohan, and Jamie Lee Curtis. We got there in the end. That's I've not seen it. I don't. I don't know. Can you guess what happened? Is it, is it like a? Is it like a uh, body swap kind of thing? Like thirteen going on thirty, or whatever that's called. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So not a face-off. Then we've not been. You've had our faces surgically implanted on one another. Although that's a similar thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would you be, John Travolta or Nicolas Cage? Oh, so would you be the baddie that's then pretending to be a goodie, or would you be a goodie that's pretending to be a baddie? That is too complicated a question for me to dissect at 10pm on a Wednesday night. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. Come back to me. Come back to me on that one. I'm going to have to, you know, there's going to need to be charts involved. <laughs> I'd, I'd be John Travolta. You'd be John Travolta. So John Travolta is, he's the cop who then whose body then becomes the bad guy. Yeah. Right, what's the thinking behind that? I'm the nice one. But you're not, though, because you're the bad guy then, aren't you? Or are you saying you're the good one? Are you going by the, the original source of the face? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Nicolas Cage's character did seem to have a lot of fun. <laughs> With his two gold pistols. <laughs> yeah. And his brother, what was his brother called? Uh, Anatoly. Anatoly? Oh, God. I haven't seen that film for years. Good work. Thank you. That's just uh, John Woo fan, you see. Anyway, so there we go. That's our naughty and nice list. That's our contribution. So thank you to those who wrote to us on your thoughts on the Family Fortunes quiz questions. And there you go. There's our naughty and nice list as well to follow up with our view uh, in addition to uh, our listeners' views that we shared last week. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and I think looking at the clock, we ought to wrap that one up there and get this episode closed down before we meander any further off course good plan well there we are then folks as all things must this episode of the ministry of dice has come to an end we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it and we did there it is <laughs> not not a great deal else to add right now don't uh, don't forget that we're still live streaming games over on our youtube channel on wednesday nights so come over and join us we've been starting a little later lately it's been more sort of 10 10 30 uh uk time so uh, i've noticed that 
some more North American folks have been able to join us kind of around that that time. Yeah. Also, we yeah. meander through conversations too long. It's taking us longer. <laughs> that is also true. That is also true. Um, so please do come and join us. That's at youtube.com forward slash the ministry of dice. Boom. Check out Mod Extra. That's on the YouTube channel. You'd have to go into YouTube and search M-O-D-X-T-R-A every two weeks on a Monday. We talk about other stuff, not Dice Masters related. So movies, mm. books, and mawa. That's right. We're not proper content creators yet because we don't have the URL. <laughs> no, we're not. So on that vein, subscribe and make us proud. Yeah, please. I want to be able to say youtube.com forward slash mod extra. It's just to, to see how easier it is to just. So much easier. Just, you can type it rather than having to go to the page and cut and paste the randomness that is the URL right now. So just please, just please do it for my fingers, do it for my mouth, <laughs> do it for his toes. Yeah, my toes. They're stressed out about the URL as well. Cool. Go to gritroller6.com. Uh, yeah, come and watch us do some streaming over at twitch.tv forward slash mod extra without any. Yeah, I think that covers all bases. I think that's everything, isn't it? Yeah. ITunes. And come back in two weeks' time for. Oh, I was going to say, ITunes, give us a five star review. Yeah, why not? What that's else are you going to do with the rest of your Christmas holiday? Yeah, review things on iTunes. That's the top of my list. <laughs> is that is that your New Year's resolution? Yeah, I'm going to review things on iTunes. Well, I only listen to this one. Because there's no, nothing else really makes any sense. And we do. <laughs> if if we're your ground zero for making sense, then God help the world. <laughs> okay. yeah. well, well, I've been Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and he's been Andy. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, he has. We'll see you in two weeks, folks. Bye-bye. You are rambly. You want to do a full episode, he says. <laughs> just like lazily just say whatever comes into your head. <laughs> How's that any different than normal? Um, it's not. <laughs> it's not really. But I think that was 20 minutes where there was about a minute and a half of Dice Masters consent and then, <laughs> then about 15 minutes of random chunnering. At its best, at its finest.